0: everyone. Robbie here. I'm excited to announce my 10th novel, Burial. Burial is a post-apocalyptic revenge western, my first
1: non-horror novel. Here's a brief description. Emma Burns thought she'd left her outlaw past behind her. She had moved to the city, to civilization, to find peace with her husband and raise their young son as the world rebuilds in the wake of a terrible, forgotten war that left humanity in chaos. But she can't escape her bloody history. An old partner, Billy, finds her, commits an unspeakable crime, and then flees into the night. Now Emma thirsts for vengeance, but his death is not enough. Her heart craves a darker revenge. She must bury Billy's body in the radioactive hellscape that is the waste, ensuring he gets sent to the deepest, darkest hell. It won't be easy. She has wolves on her tail. Ghosts from her past and present who want to stop Emma and her ruthless quest. Nothing will stop Emma from delivering justice to Billy, whatever the cost.
0: Burial comes out April 11th in both print and digital, and is great for fans of the Dark Tower series or The Road. The link to pre-order will be in the show notes. It is my first non-horror book, so I'd love for you to support it. It's my best yet. On to the show. Buddy, this is the simpsons show i'm robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you
2: i'm fantastic robbie let's let's talk about
0: the eternal moons shine of the what was it? spotless mind no it's oh man you're stepping Simpson on you're, you're already Ugh. stepping on me okay i will introduce the episode properly you don't have to mangle the title for us For our i audience. know but
2: i really hate eternal sunshine of the spotless
0: mind so i just want to crap on it as much as i can you're really you're testing me today matt okay you're just really you're like in some mood today all right before we started recording you're testing me about sword fighting and now you're talking about journal sunshine (laughs) i don't know how much i can take hi hello Uh, hello friends people not who are not matt we are brought to you by supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpsons show uh for two dollars a month gain access to our bonus episodes for five dollars a month gain access to episodes early gain access to our entire archive of, of of uh of episodes uh and plus all those bonus episodes too there's so much you should go support us there it'd be great i love you forever this week's episode is called eternal moonshine of the simpson mind we did a bonus episode i mentioned patreon we did a bonus episode of uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind so you can hear matt grouse about that great that great movie and how it's terrible because he has no patience for plots in his movies uh what is this eternal, Moonsh- eternal moonshine of the simpson mind episode kbfo2 originally aired december 16th 2007 we're almost out of 2007 we're almost to 2008 we're almost there we're saying so close uh, written by Jay Stewart Burns, directed by Chuck Sheets, guy who owns his gas stations. It received a sixth rating with 10.1 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, the capital of Montana is not Hannah. It's not bad. That's all That's right. true. Uh, there have been much worse ones. That's not a bad couch gag. I mean, couch gag. Chalkboard gag. Uh, the problem, there is a couch gag. It is the repeat of the Powers of 10 parody couch gag from it both. Is this, very long. The Ziff who came in and on a clear day, I can't see my sister. Only this time, Homer says weird at the very end of it. It is a very long couch gag. Uh, it is very clear <laughs> that they did what they needed to fill time <laughs> in this episode, starting with a full intro with a chalkboard gag and this very long couch gag. And there's a multiple sequences in it that are just like you're just filling time now, aren't you? You're not. This is no, there's no substance here. Uh, beginning right away, <laughs> the very first thing. Uh, we have, Matt, Matt, however, Matt, I do want to point out, you, twice you said way too long, very long sequences, both are 30 seconds long, and I don't know if 30 seconds, does, I don't know, you seem very upset at these 30 second long montages.
2: They're just not funny, like, it's a 30 second Ice Age Matt, period of that stupid okay, squirrel. Okay, Matt,
0: welcome, Matt, I'm going to ask you another question. Mm-hmm. Did you laugh at anything in this episode? Uh, alright, let me, let me
2: go through the notes, um, no, 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 no,
0: no. No, no, nothing at all. I I don't think I laughed, but I did find a couple, like, I got a couple smiles, I think, out of me. Oh, okay. I got a couple smiles, like, tw- like twice, maybe. I know that. I don't think I laughed, though, but I don't, like, so when you say it wasn't funny, I'm like, well, what's the difference between that and everything else in this episode? Like, it's not, this episode is not really a, a laugh riot. Um, but we do begin, at, you remember Ice Age? I mean, I have never seen Ice Age, but I know what it was. You've never seen Ice Age, man. Robbie, I am not an eight-year-old child. Why would I have ever seen Ice Age? Well, here. I could give you... Like, here's... You want to know the reason I've seen Ice Age? At least four times? At least four times. Is uh, I was unemployed. And I owned... I lived at home. And my parents had cable. uh, And Ice Age played all the time. On cable. All the time. And so it would be on... I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. That never happened to me. It was on television. Um... It's not very good. Uh, Ice Age was never very good, and I don't know why there's so much of it and why that squirrel was so, like, a, a squirrel getting, like, getting Looney Tunes violence done to him was so funny and why so many people loved it. But we get a 30-second Ice Age parody here with that squirrel going after a nut, an acorn willy, kills the squirrel, then is attacked by many other squirrels. Uh, we cut to... We, we, we paint over to Homer, who is passed out in the snow. I here, This is the other... Like, Matt is going to... I. He seems like he hates this episode from what he's told me so far. i <laughs> I, I don't hate it. i I think it's mostly just okay. It's not good. As what a lot of people, like, point at this episode as, like, this is the best episode of season 19. It's, it shows the Simpsons can really still do it when they try. I'm like, I don't think I'm not going that far. But it's not terrible. It's, it's like, it moves. It gets right to the story. We start right away with, like, we get this Ice Age bit. It's 30 seconds long. It's not five minutes long. It's not six minutes of an inciting incident. We go directly to Homer and him unraveling, pulling on the threads of this mystery, which takes up the entire Entire episode. There is no B plot. It is just Homer and trying to figure out this very memento esque uh internal Sunshine of the Spotless mind esque, uh the game esque mystery. Have you seen the game, Matthew? Uh no, but I have heard about it. Oh, good. That's I'll that's that's useful. You haven't seen Ice Age, you haven't seen the game, you're not even you're not how can you call yourself a student of cinema when you haven't seen Ice Age? (laughs) Or the game. The okay, game's...
2: I, I will go on record as I should have seen the game. You are the game, correct.
0: The game is good. But Ice Age, no. The game is good. Ice Age is not worth watching. Um, It does have Ray Romano in it, though. Yeah. And Dennis, no. Dennis Leary. Queen Latifah. Woo-hoo. John Leguizamo. Those are the four main cast members. Uh, <laughs> have I mentioned that I've seen Ice John Age?
2: Leguizamo is amazing. The rest of them. And Queen Latifah is amazing. I, I don't need I... to ever hear Ray Romano or Dennis Leary's voices again.
0: Hey, alright. Don't that's not fair to Ray Romano. <laughs> don't put Ray Romano in the same He's fine. In he's the same fine. camp as Dennis Leary. Come on. Ray Romano's a nice a nice man who was on a show that I was perfectly fine for a long time. Uh Homer has woken up and he thinks he was really drunk the night before. He has no memory uh really of what happened, but he's he's going home, stumbling home, um and that is where I have a clip where he uh, arrives home early in the morning.
3: <laughs> Six a.m. Still early enough to sneak into bed and pretend I actually got home at three a.m. <laughs> huh? Where's Marge? Hey kids, have you seen your mother? Or yourselves? Maggie? Has anyone seen anyone? Oh, of course. They must all be taking a family bath without me. Save some such for Daddy. Hey, boy, do you know where the family is? Show me on MapQuest. (coughs) Fine, Google Maps. (coughs) What's going on? Why are you attacking me? Look, if this is about me eating your heart pills, they shouldn't have made them in good and plenty colors. (coughs)
0: so we we get the the first step of the mystery yep homer
2: has come home no one is there except the dog who's attacking him which is unusual
0: yeah uh, and the, and this is not a bad opening to uh, like a, a little mini, a little miniature simpsons mystery is like well homer's when he arrives home at 6 a.m no one's there and he doesn't know where they are and it's interesting. Let's see what, uh, let's pull on this thread. Let's see what happens. Uh, Homer tries, and Trump, so Homer's trying to solve this mystery that's setting up this, the, the foundation of the plot. Um, well, he can't go home, and if he thinks he was drunk, what's the next logical step? Go back to Moe's. See what Moe's remembers about the night before, and that is when we, re- that is when we learn the next little piece of this mystery, and that Homer uh, drank a shot of alcohol or a mixture of stuff there's which you'll soon hear a clip of uh called the forget me shot
3: No, oh, my family's gone my dog hates me and i can't remember what happened last night was i
4: here was you ever you came in saying you really needed to forget something so i mixed you up the most powerful drink i got the forget me shot
3: A oh, forget me shot
4: never heard of it yeah that means it worked no one ever remembers that's why i made this video to explain the process you start with a splash of Jagermeister, then add slow gin, that. triple sec, right. quadruple sec, yeah. gunk from a dog's eye, absolute pickle,
3: mm, pickle,
4: the red stripe from Aquafresh, and the funniest ingredient, the venom of the Louisiana lobotomoth. Come on, sweetie. You stir it with a home pregnancy test till it turns positive, and presto, the forget-me shot. <laughs> Jeez, I don't look like that. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. The point is, this drink is the ultimate brain bleacher. One swig wipes out the last day of your life. Give me one of those forget me drinks. I made a mistake. I gotta wipe out. I was trying to do a Don Rickles about Arabs, but it turned into a Mel Gibson about Mexicans.
2: Thank you for including that last bit, Robbie. I needed the reminder of how awful Krusty is in this episode. (laughs)
0: Hey, hey man, you know what? At least in this episode, Krusty is racist. He does get his cup up, come up, so okay. I
2: mean, that's true. He is get
0: the crap beaten out of him, which is nice. See, okay. So there's there's something. I'm not even gonna make a Will Smith Chris Rock reference, okay? I'm not even gonna. Nope, definitely not. Definitely not. So Homer has taken this forget me shot. He wanted to forget something from the night before. What is it? So another step along this mystery. And so far, this all, this, this. A real, this is a good setup at this point, okay? All of this, I'm I'm good with. I like this. This is, like, this is fun. I don't really care. Like, this is the stuff that I go, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Obviously, the forget-me shot makes zero sense, right? But I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'll buy it. It's fine. Yeah, Mo has some weird elixir that erases the night before. Okay. That's fine. I can, I can buy that conceit. I'll give it. I'll give the Simpsons that. And then... <sighs> then oh it gets so much worse and later. then more stuff happens they really they they really uh they really want to test the how many layers is too pity they can add on um so homer perplexed how why what where's where's the family why does he why did he now he knows why he can't remember but now he doesn't know why he chose not to remember um but then we have wiggum wiggum is in mose he's a, he is a can cuff to snake snake's drinking a beer um and wiggum recalls going to uh the simpsons house uh the previous day uh resolving what it, what was referred to as a domestic dispute called in by what turns out to be ned flanders
3: oh my god why would i want to wipe out my memory what horrible thing did i do you don't
4: remember huh There was a domestic disturbance at your address yesterday.
3: (gasps) Chief Wiggum! I remember seeing you.
4: What's going on here, Simpson? Am I going to need the zip strips? Everything's fine. Cupcakes and sprinkles. I see. And how did you get that? What gives, Simpson? Giving your wife an Irish kiss? No, I swear! It was my fault. I... I walked into a door. Walked into a door, huh? That is the lamest excuse I ever... Bah! All right, door. You're coming downtown.
3: March had a black eye? I could never do something like that. Could I? Why
4: don't you ask the person who filed the complaint? Not that I am authorized to release that information. Flanders! Fine, it was Flanders. Now, since you know everything, who was Jack the
3: Ripper? The Queen's private surgeon! Wow. Why did you call the cops last night? I had to. I heard a hubbub, bub. What did I do? Yeah,
4: I can't say for sure, but as a Christian, I assume the worst.
3: What happened in this room? If only these walls could talk. People would pay to come see my amazing talking walls. And I could use that money to... Hey, a memory! Stop, Homer, please! I would never hurt Marge. I'm a good man.
0: <sighs> okay, Matt. Uh huh. Let's 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 start this. Okay, the 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 problem start start peeking through.
2: Well, I mean, involving Chief wogan was always a bad idea, and then making this a domestic
0: disturbance was was somehow the best they could come up with. <sighs> okay, so one my my biggest problem i don't know my biggest problem they're all about tide probably all the problems i have with this they're not i don't have bigger problems but mm-hmm. one if homer doesn't have his memories he shouldn't have his memories okay stick to your stick to your guns about this okay yeah, the
2: whole memories
0: randomly coming back just kind of makes this it's very arbit- pointless i guess it, it's very arbitrary and that's my problem with It is very much like well you're clearly just bringing back the memories that you want us to want us to see and later on they even they even go to he goes to dr frank to see his memories and he's already seen his memories why does he need to go to dr frank when he already is remembering things so it's very much like well why does they involve the dr frank stuff at all even though i do like the dr frank stuff i'll be honest but but like well yeah they do it because they want to so intrigue And you're like, well, what you would, I would do, you would think is like, well, you have Homer talk to other people uh, who do have their memories and they would say what they saw and it's all incriminating and it's all awful, right? And if you want to paint this picture of Homer have done something terrible and that's why he erased his memory because he felt so bad about it, then you have to have other people bring in their memories and you don't reveal any of his memories until he goes to see Dr. Frank. You, You stick to your guns with the conceit of the episode. But. They make, but then this is connected to what you just said, Matt. That they make this about a domestic dispute, as the, the very that's a very kind way to say it. Domestic yeah. domestic abuse, um, where they they want the audience the the essential question of this mystery, and what Homer's ultimately trying to find out is did Homer hit marge and give her a black eye and that is a problem in multiple ways
2: (laughs) that's true we said this episode doesn't have any of the worst things but that's mainly because that doesn't actually happen but yeah uh,
0: it's really bad to imply that no it's i I mean that's the thing that's my biggest problem with it man it's not that i that because i don't think they want i don't think maybe this is me giving them too much of the benefit of the doubt, but I largely don't think that the writers want us to actually believe that Homer hurt Marge. Because I don't believe that for a second. Like, I, I, my, you know, my my Homer would never do that, but also, I don't think the, the writers would write that into an episode of The Simpsons. Uh, even they, I think, would think that's a bridge too far. I've said that before, and then they've crossed that bridge right in front of me, so I don't really know, but I don't, you know, I'm for a second. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't think Homer hit Marge, obviously, and the, and Homer himself has doubts about it. He's like, I wouldn't do that, would I? I don't remember though, and therefore I have to think because I would think that the writers would would respect their audience enough to for them to go, oh well, Homer didn't do it. What actually happened? You know, what actually happened that led to that, and i would think that you would make the story about you know the wait well, here the story effectively becomes homer trying to unravel, unravel the mystery and figure out what actually happened and why home, why marge had a black eye and we as the audience are ex- waiting for a wacky series of misadventures that led to that which sort of is what happens basically yeah but it also that is like there it that and with that being set up, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, that's not a like that's like a basically that's uh, what trilogy of error is. Trilogy of error is like we get limited perspective, and we are Rashomon style slowly piecing together the full story. And out of this wacky, like you see the the you see all these crazy things happen all separate from each other, and eventually we discover why and how they actually happened and that works in trilogy of air because tonally it is wacky it is it is a it is it's like it's a mad 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 world you know like it's that kind of like oh like zany madcap adventure from different perspectives but that the trilogy of air works because it has that tone basically all the way through homer loses a thumb and it's not a big deal because the tone supports that it's this is looney tunes this is three stooges He'll be fine. We'll get that thumb back on. It won't be a big deal by the end of the episode. Thankfully. Thankfully. But this episode totally is very serious.
2: Well, yeah, because it starts out with a domestic dispute. Homer, Homer's family is missing. You're like, oh, that could be kind of playful. You know what's going on here? Uh, but then Homer, it, it comes out that Homer actually wanted to forget all of this. And then we find out that, oh, Chief Wiggum was involved with the domestic dispute in Homer. And it gets horrifically serious. And you're like, what is going on here? It's almost
0: whiplashy. And it's very much confused tone, basically, for the rest of this episode until the very end, when we start to reveal everything, even though that still doesn't make a lot of sense, even though they try and make it as much sense as they can. Um, but. It's this tone of like, well, it's being treated very seriously like it is the game, like it is Memento. Both those movies are very dark, very serious film about the darkness inside of man and things like, like you know, like it's like that kind of vibe. And you can't do that story when we aren't when I have not for a second believe that Homer actually hit March. This is some going to be some sort of weird miscommunication and the reason he forgot he he purposely forgot stuff is gonna be ended up being lighthearted, which is what it ends up being. But the tone doesn't match it. I didn't include the second part of Krusty being racist in the clip, Matt. Eh? Thank you. In, of him talking about pinatas, okay? And I didn't include that at all. I cut that out. You're welcome. Fantastic. Um but but, but that is why we could commercial at seven minutes and eleven seconds. Yeah. So
2: now we're going to get to uh, where this gets truly wacky. And actually, honestly, like Robbie said, the bit with Frank is not as bad. We're going to get to that uh, because it actually has something to do with the movie. So we go to the nursing home uh, where Homer has decided the next step on his journey is to go see
0: Abe. Why? I don't know. Yeah. This, I mean, Robbie. Why Why Abe? Why Abe? That's like this yeah. is the this. And there's these are there. There are these little steps along the way, Matt, where you're like, Why? Like, why would you go to Abe? Why wouldn't you go to someone who's more connected to the family? Uh, wouldn't you go to like, why wouldn't somebody sh- you see every day? Yeah, rather than somebody you. It seems like you don't it, it like at all, or visit every month or so. Like, yeah, it's it's very arbitrary. Um, I, it ultimately doesn't matter because it's just to get him to Doctor Frank. But still, it feels. Yeah. It, again, it doesn't feel like they're trying. It feels like they're purposely like for a mystery like this to work, Homer has to really like you watch memento you watch the game those people are incredibly invested in the mystery they're trying to solve and they're doing their best and they are their work in like it's a thin line whenever you're writing a mystery where you have to make obviously your protagonist has to fail a bunch at solving this mystery before they solve the mystery effectively you know before you get the reveal of oh there's the truth they're gonna to have to fail along the way, but you have to camouflage that. You have to, have to kind of make an illusion about, oh, well, they're trying, but but it, it keeps squirming out of their grasp, and you have to just you have to pull your your audience along to make them feel semi satisfied but never make it feel like the, the the our point of view character, our perspective character, Homer in this case, is basically just being the, having the writing staff write him as a dummy on purpose because they need to fill time. But that's what the Abe stuff is. Just fill time, especially with yeah. the, the glee club. Oh boy. Ever. Yeah.
2: So like when we pointed out that this is a 30 seconds of uh, some teenage glee club members who do not want to be there. Um, and then Abe agrees to hope, help Homer. If Homer punches an orderly who made grandpa mad, uh, which Homer does. And then realizes that Abe realized Oh, that's the wrong one. That's the one who saved his life. Ha ha. It's funny. Someone got hurt. Uh, and it was the wrong person. That's hilarious. <laughs> so they go to Dr. Frank, uh, or sorry, Professor Frank, because Frank has a machine that will let you relive your own memories. Uh, because, again, that's what the plot requires. <laughs> uh, there's lots of uh, jokes about old people uh, and the kind of things they're remembering because they just want to remember yesterday. They don't want to remember things from their childhood or things they you know forgot with the shot. Uh, and there's a long sequence where Frank describes how horribly painful this experience is going to be for Homer. So,
0: yeah. I don't. Okay, this is I'm at, here. I'm gonna say it. I, this is my first smile when he's describing the process to Homer. I, I actually, really, yeah. Because I don't know. Okay. I, I, I. Not the old people stuff. Okay, I'm mean, very clear. The old people stuff. <laughs> done nothing did not work on me. Mm-hmm. But I do want to be clear. Think. Oh, he's like, yeah. First, you'll feel some pressure, and then three seconds later, you feel a lot more. You'll feel some. Some pain, and then that's gonna tell you that after ten more seconds, you are gonna feel this thing's gonna drill in your head. And hey, I appreciate a nice reference to how doctors never tell you how severely the things they're doing to you hurt. Oh yeah, you are gonna feel some pressure, meaning this is gonna hurt. Get ready. And I, that's gonna hurt worse. Oh, now now the real pain's gonna show up, and you are like, okay, I appreciate that's I that's a reference I can you know I agree. I hate hate the doctor. I hate the dentist. But uh, I went. Oh, okay, yeah, and I don't mind. Hey, I don't mind the science fiction machine.
2: Don't mind it. It's fine. That's fair. That is the that is the one gimme in this episode that I'm I'm willing to take. Uh, it's just the the dumb stuff around it that makes me mad. Because okay, so at this point we get in, Homer gets in the machine. Uh, he he gets inside of a bubble and starts going back through his memories. Uh, the first memory, uh, is that uh, Homer is with the kids uh, and they're getting on a sled and they're using it to knock down people's uh, you know, snow sculptures for a snow sculpture contest, which is exactly the kind of thing Homer and Bart would do. I don't know why Lisa's there, but whatever. Apparently, this took place earlier this week, so Homer realizes he has to go back. So, this is the first point where we get to see uh, a better idea of what actually happened that night. Uh, and unfortunately for Homer, there's some limits. <laughs>
3: Those squeaks sound like couch springs grooving to the beat of love. I wasn't expecting you. Hey, what's going on here? Oh, Homer,
4: I didn't want you to find out this way.
3: Another man with my wife in my house on top of my TV guide? I gotta find out who that guy is, but I need help. Someone like Bart, only smart. Lisa! Another me! You can watch the kids. Lisa, I'm about to probe the most shattering moment of my life. You want to join me? Might as well. You're getting this memory mixed up with a commercial you saw.
2: So, yes, Homer at this point uh, has interacted with the people in his memories. And so he's going to grab Lisa and Bart and bring them along on the journey. Uh, Bart more because he wants to be of old versions of Homer. Uh, so they go to visit Homer when he is ten years old. Bart beats him up. They go to visit Homer when he's twenty years old. Bart beats
0: him up, and just forward on throughout that. Yeah. Hey, uh, all right. I'm gonna crack myself. I'm gonna crack myself. This is this three times? Huh? I enjoyed this too. I like this. This is fun. Really? I enjoyed. Okay. I enjoyed this entire. This is the 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 my the best part of this episode by far you're not wrong this is the best part of the episode where because we get i the visuals are good because we have like homer in this like little self-contained bubble kind of reminds me of darren Ar- darren aronofsky's the fountain the future segment mm-hmm. of the fountain with a huge Jackman floating around in a bubble reminds me of that um no fountain came out in 2006 <laughs> um he did not steal from the simpsons he stole from a lot of other things but he did not steal from the simpsons um so and you see we have the like in in this uh kind of landscape that Homer is floating through you see like stills uh screen caps of old Simpsons episodes of his memories and floating past them and trying to find the right memories and it's kind of I don't know it reminded me of a uh, mysterious voyage of Homer in a in a, in a certain way and it kind of the kind of the surreal nature of it because he's you know in that clip you displayed he's like recruiting Lisa and Bart to help him figure out where that memory is and what's going on in it but it's not actually lisa and bart and even lisa's like this isn't us this is just you in your head and i really like that idea of homer trying to solve this mystery with his kids but they're not they're just his versions of his kids in his head and getting jumbled up with that phone commercial like it's that's creative that's fun i really like this stuff uh i wish the rest of this episode was as good as this because uh, this is, you know, three or four minutes long and then and then he comes back uh to the pre to, to the real life and it's not it becomes utter nonsense. But and this is this is I will say this also, Matt. This tonally is more fitting to what I think they are trying to do than the tone of the game or memento or whatever. Because this tone is like, oh yeah, Homer smashes through uh, the memory of him and his first kiss and Lisa's like and he asks Lisa, Well, what was it? And Lisa's like, It's your first kiss, it was with a poo. He's like, Okay. And then we have a, a new memory of him kissing a poo. It's silly, right? Yep. It's silly, it's it doesn't it's it it matches that tone of like, oh well, we you know Homer actually didn't do the horrible thing. He's trying to figure out the actually silly thing that happened. And this, this segment kind of matches that better. Or or Bart beating up ten year old Homer it's silly it's dumb but it acknowledges that it's kind of aware of how stupid it is so yeah i liked it i i I enjoyed this i because one because it takes place in homer's head i'm fine with the cartoonishness like it it, that the context matters i think because we get in this third act we go crazy with the cartoonishness to an extent i am not willing to go but when it's just happening in like a science fiction machine inside of homer's head i'm 100 down with it go for it go like stretch the boundaries of what you can do like this is more reminiscent of like eternal sunshine when we are we are seeing jim carrey's character uh, joel jump through all his own memories and be there and they kind of playful with the very idea of what a memory is and how kind of i don't know pliable memories are how memories aren't real like the you, the thing you remember is not actually what happened it's not an objective truth and the fiction that messes with that stuff and plays with it is i really enjoy it and for this brief amount of this episode that does it i like it it's fun you're right uh,
2: this is this is by far the best part of the episode it's interesting and i am okay with the premise i mean the middle of this episode the, the act two thankfully the act that i get to do is the good part of the episode <laughs> the lead up uh, I enjoy the part where Homer is trying to figure out what happened, and then it gets weird and dumb, but then we get this part where he's going through his memories, it's okay, and then it gets dumb again at the end. So uh, so Homer has uh, recruited Lisa, Bart is there too, uh, and they go through his memories, and they go through the the original memory of Homer coming home, and they get to the part where it freezes, and... Lisa tries to go through the whole idea of semantic memory and say, oh, maybe we should do this. And then Barton says, well, just do what we do with the remote when it doesn't work, and hit it. So they jump up and down in Homer's brain until the memory actually restarts, and we find out what actually happened that night. Or do we?
3: Hey, what's going on here? Oh, Homer, I didn't want you to find out this way. <gasps> Duff, Duff, Man. Man. Duff, Duff Man. Man! Duff Man! Duff Man! The mother of my children with the reason for my children.
4: Stop, Homer, please. I'm just giving it to your wife. She is going to be sore tomorrow. No! Your stupid invention made me realize my life is worthless. Uh, Well, if you can't stand the neural activity, stay out of the neural activator. (laughs) I
2: so yes, this is how Homer now remembers it. He remembers that Duffman was there and that Marge and Duffman had something going on. So Homer leaves Doctor Frank's office. Going Doctor Frank, Professor Frank's office, and goes to what is I, exactly the bridge I, from I, *It's a I, Wonderful I, Life*.
0: I, I, well, I was going to say, Matt. I think you can go on Doctor Frank. He's Professor. Frank. I can
2: but that's not the character's name. I mean, I'm sure he has several PhDs, but I don't know why did I, I can't remember. It's Professor Frank.
0: I'm, I anyway. was calling
2: him Doctor Frank. I don't. I don't think it's, it matters. It's okay. Yeah. So Homer goes to throw himself off the bridge from *It's a Wonderful Life*, and that's where we fade to
0: black. What? Like, this is the most perplexing thing to me, Matt, in the entire episode. Like, of all the things you could lead to, this, like, it's screaming to me that this is supposed to be wacky misadventure. So we end the second act with suicide attempt. Well, uh-huh. Uh huh it's such to be fair he doesn't he, he hasn't attempted anything
2: yet he's just sitting on the bridge contemplating it when we Well end. that's what
0: I mean like that's the thing Matt like the 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 here immediate solution to this Homer doesn't go try to commit suicide Homer goes to talk to, talk to Duffman that is what he would do he tries to get to Duffman and yeah. Duffman or and tries Duff, to
2: get to Marge I mean
0: well he doesn't know where Marge is see that's the thing like and I could buy that that's fine he can't get to Marge ultimately because getting to Marge is the representation of the solution to the puzzle so he shouldn't get to marge until the end of the episode i i agree with that but you should he should try and get to duffman and duffman his and you get and getting to duffman is incrementally closer to what actually happened like oh he saw duffman in his memory he knows duffman was there i need to talk to duffman what is going on because and ultimately homer should never believe that marge is cheating on him also
2: no i mean they – Homer and Marge have been through so much over the years, unless we're supposed to believe that every episode is an alternate reality. Homer should realize that this is not what's going on, that this is weird and strange, and that he needs to get to the bottom of this. This is the mystery, and Homer just gives up after making an assumption that even in the latest version of the memory is not 100% corroborated.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I w- Homer should always have hope that, no, this is – obviously, I need to figure out the wacky series of adventures that got us to this situation. Goes after Duffman. We can even have like a, a chase with Duffman because Duffman maybe thinks Homer Homer wants something else, and that ultimately leads to the next step, which probably would be the final step, which would be March. Um, we come back from commercial, fourteen minutes and thirty three seconds. I'll say this: the acts are very well balanced. Yes, as well, minutes. they're not like one weirdly long one. And the the plot moves okay. There's no, there's not a lot of side tangents here. It is largely on brand, on focus, on task. Homer is trying to solve this mystery. This, unfortunately, we get to this. He's, I don't even know how to. Okay, so Homer is going to jump off the bridge. He's thinking about killing himself, and and with this, Matt, the entire episode devolves into complete and utter nonsense. This third act, basically, you could, I, I would say, Matt, you could even leave act one and act two leave them as is and make a good episode just if you wrote act three correctly you can make it make sense and make it work you absolutely could i think the act three is where it all
2: falls down like uh, we're gonna get i'm sure we're gonna to this at the end of this but if you if you completely change act three and went back and got rid of the whole domestic dispute thing in act one this episode could absolutely
0: work yes um because but act three is i'm gonna just i'm gonna say all the insanity that happens and it's not they try and they even at try and defend it all and i can't i cannot i can't cotton to it i can't take it so homer's on the top of this bridge and patty and selma show up why no idea how do they know he's there I just assumed they, they came across him and were like, huh, that's weird. All right, bye. They came across Homer randomly on a big the big bridge. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. If that is is that Mr. Simpson's right answer or is that Matt's answer? That's the best thing I that's a mad answer. That's the best one I can come up with. Okay, random. Random coincidence. Big coincidence, big mm-hmm. C. Okay. Um they're there. Uh Homer is like, uh, he's not sure if he's gonna jump. They say, Hey, you should jump, Homer, you should kill them kill yourself. And this is where I'm also gonna this is also a fundamental issue with not just the tone, but how they write these characters at this point. Where Patty and Selma and Homer can have a simmering dislike of each other, that is perfectly fine, even good, because it creates conflict and uh, can represent a truth for a lot of people who have issues with you know different members of married families. But when they outright are murdering him, it is that is very bad and it immediately destroys any suspension of disbelief I had left. Any admit about it left I had of this episode, any suspension of disbelief, it is gone. Because I immediately like, well I don't so Patty and Selma are murderers. That is literally because Homer ultimately ultimately Homer doesn't jump, Matt. Well, ultimately Homer goes, No, I shouldn't jump. That's that'd be dumb. And then Patty and Selma push him off the bridge. Mm-hmm. That is murder, guys. I cannot emphasize that enough. But it's into the water, so it's totally cool. uh okay, okay, Matt. I don't like. I don't like that is murder, and it's just like, uh what am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do now? That Patty and Selma are just like, yeah, hey, we would kill Homer if we could. We got an opportunity Which to kill Homer to later
2: on because uh, I'm just uh, uh, pulling Robbie's chain here uh, because later on. They actually say, uh, Homer says, oh, you guys knew this was down here, so I would be fine when you pushed me. And they go, yeah, we did. Making it very obvious that they just wanted to kill Homer. They wanted to murder a
0: man. And it's very much like, well, why are you making the characters of your television show sociopaths, psychopaths, murderers? Uh, why, Why would you just casually do that? Like, Patty and Selma are characters I actually still have a lot of affection for. Um, they are characters that are, have done a lot of very interesting things. Of course, a lot of them are in the golden years, but still they are middle-aged unmarried women, uh, who've had, uh, kind of interesting, uh, episodes about them and exploring things that you don't really see on television very much. And especially at the time and sure. They dislike Homer. I dislike Homer sometimes I get it. And they are, a, a like a nice welcome uh, counterpoint to Homer's behavior sometimes, and the fact, and Homer oft, oftentimes gets to redeem himself by being nice to them. Ultimately, they're great characters. I Patty and Summer are great. Why would you do this to me? Why would you make them murderers? It one it makes it, it makes me go. Well, the rest of this episode is null and void, effectively, because you centered the 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 story around your these two kind of just middle aged women who work at the DMV. Oh, they're also killers okay i gotta roll i'm rolling my eyes i don't know if you guys can hear that through the microphone i am rolling my eyes so hard with all of this homer's falling uh presumably to his death because this is like a hundred feet up at that point water is concrete homer would die or or matt he would hit the water and not die but would drown yes well i'd be very hurt
2: because so yeah because uh, for those of you who aren't unaware, uh water is very hard when you're falling from high up. So don't just switch to jump into water from a very uh, high uh, height, I guess, and and not get hurt because you will get very hurt.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I I, I'm assuming our audience knows that, but I'm just going to make it very clear. Um, and if they are if and if the Simpsons writers are banking on that, which I don't think they are because they allude to the fact that this would this this is going to kill Homer. They think this is yeah. they obviously expect this to kill him. Um, His life flashes before his eyes, and this is how they fi- – this is how he finds out the truth, Matt. Uh-huh. This is how he finds out the truth. Because it,
2: it triggers his memory. Someone doesn't tell him what happened. It triggers the actual memory. But what
0: does that shot do if it doesn't actually erase his memory then?
2: I guess it only erases it except in
0: cases of, you know, life-destroying danger. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, again, they kind of undermine their own – conceit their own premise is like oh well it actually doesn't erase it i know he's already had multiple memories breakthrough but this is just a full complete memory um i guess when he's about to die and his life flashes before his eyes he sees what actually happened which is uh we find out that it wasn't uh what it appeared from homer's weird jumbled memories it actually turns out that homer was uh in uh homer Uh, got home and found out that Marge and Duffman are planning a surprise party and then Homer lands on the surprise party.
3: Hey, what's going on here? Oh,
4: Homer, I didn't want you to find out this way. We were planning a surprise party for you.
3: A surprise party? This magic marker's
4: running out of ink. (laughs) I'm sorry your surprise party
3: was spoiled. Are you kidding? The mother of my children with the reason for my children. This is gonna be the greatest party ever. Oh, yeah!
4: Duff Beer is sponsoring the party featuring new Duff Champagne, the beer
3: of champagnes. Oh, my God, it's like Christmas in December. Let's celebrate now. Stop, Homer, please! <laughs> my eye! <sighs> Don't worry, honey, I'll get you an ice pack. Where's the ice pack? I'm just giving it to your wife. She is gonna be sore tomorrow. So Marge wasn't cheating on me. I never hit her, and my family is throwing me an awesome party. (laughs) Thank God I figured it out before I did anything stupid. Oh, right. Huh? Oh, my God! I'm not dead! Homie, this is your party! This is great! I must be the first gullible husband to overhear snippets of surprise party planning and think it was my wife having an affair.
0: Uh, that's followed by a lot of silence as people are staring, and I'm confused. Right, but that doesn't really Yeah, come and people across. are looking at each other going, Huh, I... Okay. So, what we were saying the entire time is true, Matt, right? That what marge and duffman were doing was very innocuous actually been and benevolent they were planning a surprise party for homer and homer and marge ended up with a black eye because she had a champagne bottle cork pop right hit her right in the eye innocent not uh nefarious at all and th- and, and and that is the thing that makes me even more confused because if it is just this innocent thing why would you make it sound seem so serious when No one on earth would think it was that serious. And here, and I pulled this clip. This is the last clip I have. This is a clip of them trying to explain all this nonsense they use to try and make this more complicated than it needs to be.
4: Jeez, Homer, I can't believe your plan actually worked. What plan? You planned to make the surprise party a surprise again,
3: remember? March put so much work into that party. The least I could do is be surprised. If only I could forget what happened today. And well, I got just a drink to wipe your mind clean. The
4: forget-me shot. Fellas, if you got anything you want to say to Homer that he'll never remember, say it now. Blue pants make you look fat. I never learned your kids' names. Your yarn is unkempt. It is obvious you're bald. Your thighs make noise. I find your small hands attractive. I've spit
3: in every drink I ever served you. <laughs> Bottoms up. Hmm... The only problem is I'm sure to retain some image of coming home and finding Duffman. No doubt I'll misconstrue that as him placing a cuckold's horns upon my brow. And that will make me want to jump off a... (gasps) For the love of God, make sure the party boat has a moon bounce!
4: Okay. Oh,
3: I'm a genius. But there are still a few things I don't understand. Like, why did Marge lie to Chief Wiggum about how she got that black eye?
4: Because I didn't want him finding out about the party. I mean, he's okay, but you know he'd bring Sarah, and I just
3: don't care for that woman. And when you pushed me off the bridge, it's because you knew about the party and wanted to make sure I got here. Yeah, that must be it. You know,
4: there's an after-party at the bottom of the ocean. This is good for two free
0: drinks. Hmm. It's an anchor. That's the visual gag there, is that they're trying to give Homer an anchor so that he'll die. Again. Uh-huh. Again okay man mm-hmm. they have a clear setup for okay like the duffman thing with with marge and they're trying to play a surprise party and him Homer trying to erase that because he wants to keep the surprise a surprise that makes sense like for this for a wacky silly simpsons episode true that'd be fine why on earth do they add in this the whole thing where he has to jump off a bridge? and like why did they add this unnecessary drama yeah and
2: uh, why does uh, this whole moon bounce thing it annoys the hell out of me because somehow omars understand that he's going to retain some memory and be sad and just no 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 yeah, no
0: that that's the thing where it's just like well you wouldn't that's that, you, you guys are going way too far like if if you took away the whole bridge thing and just had him get to the boat or wherever the party is another way you would make this episode be a thousand times better because it doesn't need this unnecessarily serious drama about Homer falling off a bridge and dying. Like, why does it have to be about death? Why does that have to be on the line? And it seems like this happens a lot in the past few, in these past few seasons. Yeah, Cause it, it seems like they, uh, they, they really want to contrast
2: funny with incredibly sad and morose. And I guess someone there just has a very dark sense of humor because no,
0: yeah it doesn't really add much that makes me sad no and also yeah you can't the the tone of whiplash really uh, is upsetting and like sure golden era simpsons could sometimes do it uh golden era simpsons was also incredibly funny and knew how to balance that 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 tone stuff really well uh you can't do it guys not anymore i don't know what that secret sauce is not there anymore or you stop making it um and there's things here along the end like that i like like i like Uh, lenny and carl kind of very lately roasting homer before he loses his memory like i think that's funny like because it's all very kind of like you know carl like i never learned your kids names that's that's good that's not a bad thing it's like it's not real mean it's just kind of like here's the thing i kind of embarrassed to tell you uh homer wearing blue pants makes him look fat and he always wears blue pants that's that's not bad you know things like that um marge not liking sarah wiggum okay sure inexplicably yeah though that that comes back kind of a little bit in that uh the i think it was this season where marge and uh, sarah have that little like weird spy heist thing going on right where they
2: find out that she was actually like a a super not a super spy but a super thief
0: yeah like that's that comes back to play a little bit i think that's that's interesting she doesn't really know anything about sarah um but the moon bounce stuff is just complete nonsense guys like I, one you make an and you're just doubling down on patty and some of being killers guys yeah, they absolutely want to kill homer okay cool thanks they can't you can just like they can make jokes about homer being bad and they can be mean to him they can't actually kill him guys or attempt to kill him what are you doing um and then we get i didn't even pull the clip of the final scene Uh, this is but it's where uh because homer now and it and and it does end on a little bit of a sweet note which i i'll applaud that honestly at this point like anything that is just like hey it's nice Where homer and march have a a, have a a kiss that that they share on the on the boat and homer does doesn't drink because he wants to remember this moment that's nice i have a question matt that they do not answer at any point as far as i know in this episode because they do they do like i'll some of these answers I don't buy, but they at least acknowledge them, okay? Like, they acknowledge the mm-hmm. fact that Homer, like, oh, yeah, Homer playing all this. It doesn't make any sense that he would do it, but they say it in the episode. Like, they make it textual. My my question is, maybe I missed it. I don't think I did. Why were Marge and the kids not home at 6 a.m.? 6 a.m you're right that was 6 a.m at the beginning of the episode beginning no of the clue. episode they do not they don't answer that question it's the thing that kicks off the whole episode homer comes home they're not home so he has to go figure out where they are where are have? Are you telling me that they've been getting the surprise party ready since six o'clock in the morning
2: well yeah robbie that's when the moon bounce uh, delivery people show up
0: that's the thing where it's just like well no there's still loopholes guys you tried to like you did your best to try and get close all those loopholes you still missed them and the ones you did close you'd use a really ridiculous answer for i still think this episode is fine it's not good it maybe isn't even mediocre but it is above the worst it's above the dregs because there's it is trying. I said this to Matt in a text message. Matt's like, hey, this episode's the worst I've ever seen. That's so I think literally what your text message said, Matt. Um, I, I don't have it directly in front of me, but you can correct me. but um, I think that is what you said, right? You, this, this is the worst. And you said it in that tone of voice in, in the text. You are exactly correct. Okay, I did. You, did, you did say that. And I said, it is fine. It's, it, and I said, it's trying something. That is what I texted back to you, and I do believe that, and that is why I will give it a little bit of, a little bit of leeway. It is not; well, it's definitely doing better than most of season nineteen. Yes, and it is. It is like, oh, we're we're gonna try and do a mystery episode, a la Memento, or the game. We're gonna try and do something that plays with, uh, you know structure and memory and have some science fiction stuff going on and and i will and i didn't laugh but I, there were a couple like oh that's cute that's some nice stuff there but then also, but then that third act <laughs> that third act is just a stinker it is just so bad and i don't know why on earth if of all the things in the world why on earth when you spend the time to make a, like you're writing a mystery the, the landing is so important of making it make sense and and making it clear to your audience about what actually happened while also being entertaining and they kind of they kind of fail in every regard um we'll rank it at the end of the show i mean
2: i don't have an answer to this but robbie is this episode broken i don't think so
0: see i would agree i don't think this episode is broken i think it's just bent a little it is bent i think that's a good point man i think that it, it's like uh, duct tape and a and a, and a buffer you can buff you can buff out the, the buff out the this if you just It's just some little time some some uh, elbow grease and it largely and maybe a b-plot <laughs> i mean it does i don't think it needs a b-plot i think you just i don't think it in... needs one but it is It is obvious that
2: they re- they needed to fill time because that whole domestic dispute thing in the beginning is awful
0: I, I and mean, I, you know we a full intro plus a very long couch gag it just mm. i mean i think that's the thing you just take out it obviously you take out the you make it homer embarrassed about something it is not about that he might have act, He might have hit Marge Like that is just such a downer And I don't believe it for a second It's a problem in both ways Like it's not believable And it really messes with the tone of your episode Like why include it? Why include like oh the threat of domestic abuse And suicide Why would you include either of those things in your comedy? Who are you? What do you think you are? Don't include those things Simpsons It's very simple um, But like you can follow that same structure you just make it like you already have the thing of oh homer believes marge is marge why is marge with this man why is he in our house why and then like you can have the confusion of the mess about like all of this stuff without necessarily directly implicating that homer punched Marge, and don't make patty and someone killers like it's like it's those things where you're like oh There's a skeleton here that is actually sound for the for doesn't happen very often in these these last few seasons where you're like oh the structure is actually is sound it's just they picked the wrong thing multiple times along the way yeah well it, it just
2: a lot of it comes down to the humor in this is just odd. Like, it's just – it's like why would you go with that? I think it just comes down to whoever is running the show having a fundamentally different sense of humor than the people in the Golden Ages and us, obviously, because we enjoy the Golden Ages.
0: It's Al Jean, man. Al Jean was there for the Golden Years. He was an important But he wasn't in charge. Yes, he he, was. He He ran the show in season four, Matt. Don't tell me he wasn't in charge. Okay. He was the The showrunner, but was he – what,
2: yes. Wasn't Matt Groening still oh, uh, you know, more involved back then? Oh, sure.
0: Yeah, I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Matt Groening is more... Yeah.
2: Saying, i I think waved the, the scripts there the,
0: For literally every season after season one, Matt Groening sat there and was like, yeah, that's okay. That's what he they're did, Matt. Right. That is what he's done every step along the way. I don't... He created the characters. He's sure he was there, but... He didn't, The showrunner was. If you can look at those showrunners in those golden years, and the 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 episodes and the tones and the direction the show went are very different in each season. They clearly have a very big impact on how the show works in the overall tone and direction of the show. You're trying. You're trying to tell me Matt Groening was no. Matt Groening sat there and was like reading scripts. He's like, "Yeah, it's fine. Did I get my? Did I get paid?" Did Fox send me that check for three million dollars today? Oh, they did. Okay, yeah. Keep going. That's fine. It got worse in the in in the teen years. Absolutely, I don't disagree with that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like
2: there was some kind of guiding hand behind the golden years that made it the way it was. Yeah, it's called pride. They had pride
0: away. in their work, and then it went away because they made too much money. I mean, you're not. You're probably not wrong. They became millionaires, You're like, Matt. You, like, you, want, you want to hear how little work they had to
2: do to make that same amount of money. Yes. Which is ex- exactly what I would do.
0: Yes. That's what I'm saying. They became millionaires and they went, why are we working 100 hour weeks? This is nonsense. I'm saying, I mean, that's the that's the up top people. Like that, that that is, I mean, it's that's Matt Groening. That's Al Jean. The voice actors, I don't blame as much, but it's certainly like, the, I think the voice actors, I was thinking this the other day, the voice actors multiple times would be like, hey, give us raises. Our show is really popular really and we make that, we make Fox and Magrining lots of money pay us. And I'm fully on the board there. They're like this show's garbage now, but if and if you want us to still be on it, you need to pay us. Give us raises. And I'm like, yeah, I would do the same thing. Um I mean, especially considering that Hank Azaria line about carrying the idiot ball. Like they knew what was going on. Uh they didn't write the show. I don't know about the writers. The writers were probably like they don't pay us enough. I'm not working so hard anymore. That's my guess. But also, like, I, I talked about this in one of our bonus episodes. It's the problem of more. It's the problem of, like, when you, it's when the sports teams win a championship. It's why so few sports teams repeat championships go back to back or why dynasties don't. Yeah. It's because after you win, after you get famous and successful, you want new challenges. You want a different thing. It's why Al Jean left the show and tried to start the critic. You know, it's like, it's, why a lot of those people left the show and in the the golden years and just tried to do other shows, which none of them were successful. Uh, I still like. I mean, I love Mission Hill. Mission Hill's great, but um, they didn't. Most of those and the critics fine, but they didn't. They were. They, you know, it's like I don't I don't. I don't are you telling me Matt Groening was sitting in the writer's room for 100 hours a week in the golden years, Matt? Is no, you're sure you're probably me? not. But no. yeah, yeah. No, he All right. wasn't.
2: We, we we finally answered the question. What did it take? It
0: took the fact that no one had to actually work that hard to make the same amount of money. So, I mean, there's it's more complicated than that. But ultimately that, you know, it's 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 not easy working 100 hour weeks. It's it's mentally draining. Yeah, it's, it's very tiring and it's hard on your body and it's not good for you. I don't blame, like, you could just, you know what you do? You hire more writers, and you, you have them write less episodes. But that's that would make the make the show less money, because they have to pay more people. Can't do that, now can we? No, we definitely cannot. Can't turn off the money machine. That's a, I mean, you just fix it by just removing the stupid stuff, and, like, and, and just make it a little bit more silly. Make a trilogy of error, you know? But it's not broken, I don't think. I don't think it quite gets there. It, it's close. I had to think about it, but it's not there. We can move on, man. Here. More you want some more? You want to move on to the next segment? We hear some of our uh, our, our incredible listeners. Uh, our time for our next segment. Is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. dot nerd dot comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons to leave their thoughts and reviews about the episode, uh, and they uh, they leave very thoughtful and interesting reviews. First from Casey. This episode hurt my brain. The full intro plus longest couch gag, not a good sign for the episode to come. An Ice Age parody, really? Now we're at 2 minutes and 23 seconds. they really put in as much filler as possible to get this over the line. I think my biggest issue here is there are too many layers to explore in a 20-minute episode. Maybe if they did the rarely attempted two-part episode, this could have worked. They had the bones for a cool concept of mystery memories, but it just couldn't get past the finish line for me. Other big issue is it starts with Homer's anxiety about about being a terrible husband and father, but it feels like he's learned nothing once he learns, hears about his party, which he doesn't deserve. Why is Marge throwing the elaborate party? They better not say anything about money troubles this season. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Casey. They're gonna. They have money troubles whenever they need to have money troubles. Hey, whenever the plot calls for it. Uh, Casey continues. Patty and Selma attempting to murder him by pushing him from a dangerous height. What is with these Bouvier women and pushing Homer to his death lately? I swear I remember season 18 being better than this. Maybe it was the forget the shot. Huh? Uh, from Charles. By this point, Marge has not only raped Homer, but tried to kill him. After playing both of those instances for last for the writers to even for a second try to get this belief that Homer actually hit Marge, is nothing short of insulting. It's The Simpsons, I know where this is leading. Frankly, at this point, the writers have ran out of good enough goodwill for a very special episode with such a topic. They themselves obviously didn't have any confidence in it. You can see that this episode's reaction to Family Guy's popularity. It's been on this one concept, so we get a lot of cutaways, references, and a bunch of crazy stuff like Willie killing a squirrel for an acorn and Patty and Summer straight up trying to murder Homer. It's more as Borg of insanity with a loose thread of a story holding it all together. Heck, at this point, Homer has framed March for a DUI. Would he even care if he hit her? Finally, even without that, the show doesn't deal well with mishearing conversation plotlines, so it's doomed from the start. Uh, next from Lauren. My brain is overly really tired today. I think this state helped my opinion of this episode. <laughs> the premise was interesting with Homer forgetting something important, but once again, season 19 raised its ugly head by having poor execution, wasted time, limited if any characterization, and too much cartoonishness. Plus, crusty scenes alone brought it down several pegs since all of them were cringe-inducing. I wonder why he had to be in this episode at all. It's the full time. That's the answer. Sorry. You need to, they needed mm-hmm. need jokes. Uh, what I truly do not understand is how murder-suicide along with animal abuse is supposed to be funny. Why any of it was in this episode? The overall concept of Homer forgetting a whole day of his life, so he performs tasks in order to regain his memories is interesting. But it expanded on Homer flashing through his memories until he starts analyzing himself as a husband and father, so he grows as a person. They gone with that concept, could have gone really been a really good episode. But instead, it's this. That being said, I did smile a few times. I did you get to the plot relatively quickly? However, do the wasted wasted along with offensive material. I think I'm going with a seven shock value. Seven. Wow. Seven. That's a little, a little, a little, strong. Uh, from old painty can Joe, old, old painty can Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo Snrub. This is once one of my favorite post classic episodes, and I can see why. Has a format bending premise, a solid central mystery, and a fair amount of heart. The episode is certainly more unique and engaging than the average senior's outing, but in hindsight, I compare it to the seemingly never-ending story. Since it, since Eternal Sunshine and Memento inspired misadventures, more of a neat trick than anything essential to spinning a compelling yard. And while I can tolerate the plot contrivances here, the domestic abuse fake-out and suicide attempt rubbed me the wrong way. Now, in a way, they didn't when I was younger, and less aware of the harsh realities of such things. still think there's merit in this one, but its shine has faded much quicker for me than the title might suggest. suggested. Yeah, I agree. Uh, from Derek. Season 18's much love, 24 minutes, I don't enjoy. Seventeen's well regarded, the seemingly never ending story, doesn't hold up to repeat viewings. Now here we are at season 19's lone episode that features on C, The Simpsons are still great, because they had that one episode that wasn't horrible 14 years ago lists. I did see that. I, I saw multiple of those headlines when I was researching for this. Uh I dunno this was the fable modern classic. I'd heard it would could would wow me. When I finally watched it a few years ago, it didn't do anything for me. Don't get me wrong, I like the intrigue. I like that it isn't a run-of-the-mill slop they usually serve up at this point, but I guess it's the hype that really kills it for me. I suppose that's not really fair, as it's not the episode's fault. It didn't big itself up or anything, but I think at the end of the day, it's a passable, not especially funny entry in the late teen years. It's certainly not among the classics, and definitely not comparable to the experimental classics. I would really pick this over El Viaje Por ehiplo I see he used Spanish i see that i see that uh because yes. uh, reputation would suggest that it could easily be a toss-up between the two in my ever so humble opinion if you think that then you've eaten one strong-ass guatemalan insanity pepper no i don't anyone's comparing this Elvia they high they're crazy people that's nonsense there's not even that's not even a comparison uh from from melissa okay let's start with my biggest problem patty and selma literally tried to murder homer i'm sorry what However, I was really captivated by the whole forget-me shot plot at the beginning. The whole machine thing kind of ruined the plot for me, to be honest. they would be cool if they did an homage to a memento in some form, like Homer finding notes. Maybe not written on himself. Maybe from Marge to some party planner. Maybe in a voicemail from someone RSVPing to the party. Obviously, I'm not fit to be writing a show, but I don't know. I just didn't like them randomly throwing at Frank's machine as a plot device. Feels like they had, forget, for, they had the forget-me shot idea and didn't know how to move along the plot. Like always, they had a beginning, an end, but no middle. Kind of disappointing. I could see them doing a whole, whole lot more with this plot. From Tim. So, much like Funeral for, for a Fiend, where the fact it was a Sideshow Bob episode didn't give it an automatic pass, feel the same about Eternal Sunshine of the Simpson mind. Yes, it presents itself as high concept. For all the reasons my brethren listen to other comments, it fails miserably. By Act 2, I don't care. It's going to get a low rating. The fact that it was just out and out mean in many ways puts my ranking at number 374. And finally from JJ, much like the seemingly never-ending story, this episode is often considered a standout of the season, coasting on the fact that it's high concept. Well, that does immediately make it more interesting than most of season 19. Certain teen season Hallmarks still stick out, such as Patty and Selma actually trying to murder Homer, plus the giant leap of logic that the moon bounce would be passing directly under the bridge the exact moment Homer fell. Did the Marge know that was going to happen? Did the family know Homer had a racist memory, or had they been out preparing the party since 6am? If you pick at it too much, things start to fall apart. Still, I think they layer the mystery of the Marge and Duffman well. Homer wasn't a complete jerkass. The novelty premise was a nice break from typical teen nonsense. Now, if only they can make everything make sense. Ah, uh, There's the rub. Let us move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow.
3: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite mystery film? Uh, tons and tons of great answers. Appreciate everyone who took the time. Matt, take it away. All righty. First up, we have Casey. An oldie but a goodie is Clue,
2: and it was one of my favorite movies of all time. I can watch again and again and still laugh just as hard, but the one mystery that will never have the same impact as my first viewing is Knives Out. Highly recommended for those who that missed it when it was released. Absolutely true, Casey. Uh, from Alex A really good recent one is Searching with John Cho. When you watch it a second time, it becomes obvious and they hit so many clues in front of you. I just gotta see that one. Uh, from Rachel uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Both versions, not the sequel of Claire Foy, though. What a gripping story and an unforgettable protagonist. The Fincher version also has an incredible Resner ross soundtrack. For those traveling, there is a walking tour in Stockholm dedicated to the series, including filming locations that I would definitely recommend. Mm. Uh, from Matthew, there may be some recency bias here, but Knives Out, a brilliant ensemble cast, a twisty plot, and it's so fun. Uh, from Benjamin, Rear Window, I love anything Hitchcock. You're absolutely right. That is an amazing. One. We did that one for the podcast for one of our bonus episodes. So if you guys contribute to our Patreon, you can go listen to us talk about it and how great it was. Uh, from Melissa. First of all, Matt, how is Toby the worst Spider-Man? Personally, would say Tom is the worst, but that's just me. Thank you, Robbie, for defending my honor. Will forever be grateful. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, come on, <laughs> Toby McGuire is awful in everything hey! he's ever done. Oh
0: my, oh my lord, Matt. Oh and if you my tell me lord.
2: Something about, about a horse movie. I'm going to smack you. What? Okay, okay.
0: What? What are we... horse? Is that what we're doing? Horse yes, movie. Yes, that's what we're doing. That, we uh-huh. just call it the horse movie?
2: Yes. It is. Why
0: so much anger about
2: uh, the horse? What's wrong with a horse movie? Because horses are awful creatures. And we should have long ago just let them go and said, you know what? We have cars now. We don't need horses. All they do is
0: hurt themselves and hurt us who are you like who hurt you matt what like Sea Biscuit? what's wrong with seabiscuit nothing wrong with seabiscuit i've never seen seabiscuit i have no
2: idea toby mcguire is a fine actor he's just the worst spider he's the least enjoyable spider-man
0: wonder boys like you don't know, least enjoyable all right I, she... how on earth I, I still am just befuddled by your love of the the amazing spider-man movies those movies are not good i don't know why people know but neither affection are the sam him. raimi
2: ones like sam spider-man 2 is okay but one are, you? Three are not oh, very good
0: Woo-woo-woo. Woo-woo-woo. what spider-man 2 is
2: okay are you okay spider-man 2 is good spider-man Spider- 3 is bad Spider- spider-man Man 1 is okay you, you said you hadn't even seen spider-man 3 last week Matt. okay i don't want to hear it no i I never said that you did say it all right anyone who has recently listened to the previous episode back me up i never said i hadn't seen spider-man 3 i have definitely seen spider-man 3 i'm a huge topher grace fan he should have been spider-man not toby Maguire. okay what's let's, let's not talk too much about topher grace okay <laughs> i don't know right, i don't think all right. that's not moving productive. on moving that on it's not
0: productive at all
2: C- continuing a <laughs> response anywho gonna go ahead and send another vote for clue what a classic i'm obsessed i remember watching it for the first time i was sitting about a foot away from my tv enthralled with every joke and murder coming my way i literally wanted to be mrs white classic you're 100 percent correct flames, on everything
0: flames on the side of my face
2: <laughs> why is that so iconic i love it so much all right all right uh from matt Not me. Seems like people in this group love Clue as much as I do. The facial expressions, delivery of lines, pauses, and dry hair make this movie exceptional as it was. Or make this movie exceptional as it is, I guess. Uh, Yes, you were 100% correct, man. It is amazing. Uh, From Lauren... Since I have a huge love for Pikachu, in which I will eventually get a tattoo of his likeness, my favorite mystery movie is Detective Pikachu. It took me a while to watch it since I was unsure about the quality, but my friend pushed me to see it one night. It ended up being a small gathering with wine, good food cooked by me, so yes, I'm biased, and this movie making the whole experience fun and enjoyable. Plus, Ryan Reynolds voicing my favorite Pokemon, it's icing on the cake. Robbie, have you seen Detective Pikachu? No, I haven't watched Detective
0: Pikachu. I haven't seen it. All right, Detective. I'm going to blow your mind here and say, actually pretty good movie I, don't, I mean i have nothing against detective pikachu it's just i don't i'm an old man now i'm just a grumpy old that's man that's fine i I, 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 watch would, I would actually
2: recommend if you like mystery movies at all see detective pikachu it's actually surprisingly good and affecting and uh, the ending is kind of weak but that's my only problem oh
0: uh, how dare you smirch the good the name, name
2: of detective pikachu well the important thing is i do not be smirched at the ryan reynolds okay okay fair that's, that's the real important part okay all right uh from tim another vote for a hitchcock film north by northwest over 60 year old but holds up extremely well and while there's been a play based on it so far it has not been remade nor should it ever i think we need to do a bonus episode on north by northwest i it's mean almost, at the very least you have oh, the...
0: well i mean i was gonna, i was assuming we we're going to do our own hitchcock podcast you know we hitch hitch i mean i would be 100 percent down for that it's, well unfortunately there's it wouldn't. Happen. I mean, he made a lot of movies, but he didn't make that many movies. It would not be a.
2: I mean, it could be a limited series. I'm not a big
0: fan of that. Hmm, okay, fair. I like doing All podcasts right, uh, until okay. I die, Matt. I obviously.
2: <laughs> well, apparently that's not what people want anymore. They want podcasts that end. Uh, that's true Yeah. All right. uh From Derek. God, I really need to build up my film repertoire because all that's coming to mind are the Scream films. But eh, that's more slasher. uh But it's also a Who Done It, so it has an inherent mystery element. Screw it, I'm going go to Scream. Love them, love them all. Well, apart from the fifth one, that kind of sucked. I've never actually seen any of the Scream movies, but that sounds work. I think it works. Scream is a
0: mystery. It's absolutely a mystery. Slasher movies are often yeah. mysteries. I will, uh, yeah, I will they, say they, you're trying to figure out the who same the thing trying to figure time. out who the killer is. You know, it just happens to be filled with a lot of awful, terrible, lovely, beautiful gore. Yeah. So, uh
2: from Sam, uh my mind went blank trying to think of mystery films I've seen, but I'll have to go with one of my all time favorite films, Hot Fuzz. It's an action comedy, but there's a big mystery running through it with a payoff that is somehow both extremely silly and very satisfying. The whole movie is hilarious. I love anything made by Edgar Wright. Hot Fuzz, uh, is, at, Hot
0: Fuzz is wonderful.
2: It really is. Yeah. Uh from at Barfy Man362, Mulholland Drive, an interesting choice. Uh I have seen Mulholland Drive. It's very good, but it's it's very weird. I don't think the mystery actually gets solved in the movie,
0: but I could be wrong. Oh, a David Lynch film that doesn't – the mystery doesn't get solved? Oh, I am surprised. Uh-huh. So shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All
2: right. Uh, from at D Jacobs, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. As my wife loves the book and getting to share her love of that while also seeing a great movie makes me happy. The real question, David, is which version of Murder on the Orient Express? Because I've seen both, and I have opinions, so let us know. Uh, from at The Board Gamer. Uh, it's going to be Knives Out, until you guys mentioned Memento in the last episode, so a toss-up between the two. I love Daniel Craig's foghorn, leghorn accent, <laughs> but also Memento is just one of my all-time favorite films. Uh, those are hard to pick between. Uh, for Matt, yes, it's Aaron. I have to go back to 1944 with Laura. All I can say is that a woman died, and there are many suspects, including a pre-horror film, Vincent Price. Anything else I say could be a spoiler. One of the best films of all time. Well, I'm going to get that. Okay. What? Matt, you're going to uh, voluntarily watch
0: a black-and-white film? I don't believe it.
2: Uh black and white films are usually the better films. It's when you get to the 70s and auteurs start getting behind the camera that bad things start to happen to cinema.
0: Yeah, Matt doesn't like uh art in his movies. He likes uh I do not. <laughs> I want movie. I want entertainment. I want
2: story. All right. Uh from Matt Brian J Field, would the Usual Suspects count as a mystery? Absolutely. Of
0: course. Robin, yeah. Of course. It what does. is your answer? I was going to I of two minds. I was really thinking I was going to go with Prestige. so I love The Prestige um and i it is it is a proper serious mystery and it has it, it i think it is the best known film and it has uh you yeah. kind of in a nice the 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 the, the, un, the unfolding mystery is rooted in a very simple thing it doesn't become inception which i've soured on as i've gotten older and tenet which is a movie that does exist i can agree that it does exist <laughs> and <laughs>
2: it's a mystery but no one knows
0: the mystery is on. how can i sit through this entire film um but in like so the prestige is certainly it's great i love it but i have i everyone's answering clue i'm like yeah you have to go with clue i've seen clue like a hundred times i could watch it it's one of my pick-me-up movies when i'm feeling sad i'll watch clue and like i, I love clue clue's great it's hilarious and it's one of those movies where it's a mystery where I know the answer to the mystery, and it's still really exciting and really funny. And the and it is also my favorite thing about Clue is every people always ask that question. Um, what movie would you recast where you have everyone in the oh. cast as the Muppets except for one human character? And obviously, <laughs> Tim Curry stays Tim Curry. Everyone else is everyone else is a Muppet, and that would be. Uh, So what is your answer, Matthew? So I was actually going to go with Knives
2: Out, uh, but until someone mentioned Hot Fuzz, and quite frankly, Hot Fuzz is one of the greatest movies of all time. So I kind of have to, because I absolutely, the first time I watched it, I had zero idea of what was to come, and it works so wonderfully. And like every mystery movie, when the big reveal happens, there is a minor action scene, and it ends hilariously. Which, I mean, it was sad for Timothy Dalton, but, you know,
0: that works out. Half House is great, no arguments here. It's
2: fantastic! It is the best of the
0: Cornetto trilogy.
2: <laughs> Are you Shaun of the Dead fans? I will. I will. I have I have, I,
0: I have a certain affection for Shaun of the Dead because it's a zombie movie, it makes it zombie movies. I will. I will actually say that it's um, the third one called Kings. The King. The World's End. Oh, he's the name of the character is King. That's right. Um, yes. World's End. I need to watch it. Is that's. It's the least enjoyable of the three trilogy, I think. Obviously, it's I the think... most uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the re- but I think Simon Pegg's character in that is actually the deepest of any of the characters he plays in. Oh yeah, the three movies. He is that that character is the most interesting of all his protagonists. The other two are just like a uh, policeman who likes action movies, who, who learns to love action. Who doesn't movies, like action movies. Who learns to learns to love action movies. And then a uh, uh, like a normal working Joe, an average guy whose life is falling apart, but he actually is like a character in <laughs> the third in that in the the world's end. Next week's question: What is your favorite drink? Can be anything, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, water, and whatever you want. What is your what just what's your favorite? Doesn't have to be something you drink every day. I already have my answer, but I said that last week, and my answer changed. So yeah, maybe it'll change. It's quite possible. I'll post this on our social media, Twitter at simpsonsshowpod at gmail dot. Oh, wait, that's our email address at simpsonsshowpod on at Twitter. At our email address is at simpsons at gmail dot com. Oh boy, I'm losing it today. Uh, it's Friday. I'm ready to go home. Uh, oh wait, I'm already home. <laughs> and you can email us. Uh, wait, I already said that Patreon. I put it on our Patreon dot Patreon dot com slash the Simpsons Show. Woo boy, we need to move on before I lose all my brain. Our next segment, it's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge.
3: I am too smart. I am too smart.
0: S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard and try and stump the other. Matt has like six million point lead on me, I think, this season so far. I think it's down to four after last it's, week. It's five. You You're five points. Matt. No. You are five point lead on me. Um... It is down. That's down a point. It was six points, now it's five. I just need to keep chipping away. Unfortunately, I do that for a while, and then you, like, pull, like, a haymaker on me, and you get six points, and I lose. I
2: don't think it's going to happen. I I think today's questions are uh, on the easier side, but I could be wrong.
0: Have you remembered that I'm real stupid?
2: i i know i did
0: but you know I'm a real these, d- these questions i'm a real okay, dumb boy this is a golden years episode so you oh know, good i can feel good. more shame when i get the answers wrong that's ultimately what that means give me an easy question matthew all right in a streetcar named marge what is the name
2: of the musical that marge is in
0: streetcar named desire
2: that's the play it's based
0: on oh the book it's based on. oh oh um uh streetcar it's, it's just streetcar isn't it well, When you combine the O's with the streetcar, it's O streetcar, which is correct. It's, oh, it's O streetcar. It's O streetcar. Street <laughs> Exclamation. Yes. Have someone has, has someone had to have done their music like done that music oh, they in real life, have, right?
2: They had to have.
0: Okay. Matt, your easy question. In The Mysterious Voyage of Homer, Marge tries to hide what event from Homer? The chili cook-off. That's correct. Cumin? Smoke? <laughs> Alright,
2: uh your medium question. Name any three actors in O Streetcar other than Marge and Llewellyn
0: Clair. <laughs> name the actors or and do I have to name the, the roles they portray or just the people?
2: No, just, just the, the the Springfield residents.
0: Okay. Uh Flanders plays uh I believe plays Stanley. Mm-hmm. Uh we have a Pooh and Wiggum. Chief Wiggum, I believe.
2: Uh unfortunately no Wiggum. So uh, it is uh, Flanders, Apu, Otto, Lionel Hutz, and Helen Lovejoy. So two points, two <laughs> for two. <laughs> of no, the three. no, sorry, sorry. That, that's a medium question. So no. I, you know, what, I'll give you, I'll give you one point because you got two out of three. I'm
0: not gonna kick a point out of bed, you know, for eating crackers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kick a point out of bed for eating crackers. Okay, Matt, your medium question: Who owns the All Night Furniture Store? Who owns the All Night Furniture Store? Owns it? Mhm. I have no idea. Bob, it's Bob's all night furniture store. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a joke in there, but apparently not. Nope. I mean, this, right. that's the joke is that it's just Bob's. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. What your hard question? What is the name of the perfume that sponsors the Miss American Girl pageant? Oh God Almighty!
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Miss American Girl pageant? That's in that episode. But it is yeah uh it's, uh it's um <laughs> essence for men i'm sorry it is meryl streep's versatility smell like streep for cheap yeah i knew it was something a one word thing yeah but... yeah all right Matt. your hard question in mose or at mose at mose at mose mm-hmm. homer asks everyone inside if they're a soulmate name the people inside the bar and what relationship they assign to them and homer there are okay. one two three um, four five six seven eight nine answers oh my god really if you get i'll say i'll say a full three points is
2: six okay okay mo is a well-wisher Bobby man is a compadre um charlie i think that's his name uh, is a chum um which one is I believe charlie the, uh he's the one of the bar flies one with the hat and the glasses okay um uh oh gosh uh i think carl is a an acquaintance i want to say lenny is a coworker. um uh oh um god, somebody's a sympathizer and i cannot remember who um oh god and that that's all i got i can't remember anything else i'm not gonna waste
0: time you got three matt oh man three out of nine okay. um barney is a chum Arnie Lenny is chum, okay. Lenny is a crony, Carl crony. acquaintance. The bald barfly, I don't know his name. He is a colleague. Uh, they char the Charlie. I guess I didn't know the the hat and glasses barfly is a sympathizer. Um, oh, that's who it was. So, and Bubble bubble Man is a compadre. Kearney is mm-hmm. an associate. Doctor Hibbert is a contemporary, and Mo is a well wisher in that he. In that he doesn't Man, wish. Man, you... I, I knew Doctor Hibbert was there, but I could not remember what he was. Well, huh. wisher, and that he doesn't wish you any specific harm. Exactly. Uh, well, for the reality, I mean, I'm not going to give you. Know, I'm not gonna keep you any, I'm I sorry. know, I know, so, I know. Yeah. It's okay. It, it's hard. It's a hard question, but you're also uh, some sort of brain genius that I can't really handle with Simpsons trivia. <laughs> so I have to. I have to dig deep. I mean. That's what happens. My brain is filled with all kinds of incredibly
2: stupid trivia. I was able to name four out of five sequels to the first Terminator movie with their exact names
0: last night at trivia. So four out of five. You know. So let's see: Terminator Two, uh, Judgment Day,
3: uh, uh-huh.
0: Terminator Three. Hmm. I know one of them is Rise of the Resistance, but I forget which Terminator one sequel that is. I, Terminator. That's not Terminator Three. I don't think that. That, that might be Terminator Four. Terminator Three. Terminator Three is really stupid i don't know it really is i can't well i don't i can't i can't i rise of resistance is one of them i think or is that a star wars thing see i don't know anymore <laughs> so for those of you who are counting along at home it is
2: Terminator three rise of the machines rise, rise of the the resistance machines. is a ride at hollywood studios
1: <laughs> there we go uh,
2: for star wars see that's <laughs> uh, see i
0: got brain worms it's... man they got they're eaten away i can't help it
2: they are. The next is Terminator Salvation. That's the Christian Bale one, followed by Terminator Genesis, with Genesis spelled G-E-N-I-S-Y-S. And then I had to look at the last one because it's the most
0: in Terminator Dark Fate. I can't believe it. Like, I think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. They did a whole movie. Like, I think about, like, the last Terminator. I'm like, oh, yeah, they brought back lin Hamilton as Sarah Connor and... Like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, wait, there was a whole one in there where John Connor was a machine, and you are like, what? Wait a minute, why did did we just move past that? Does every single Terminator movie just erase the last one?
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. Because everyone's like, no, that's
0: stupid. Why would they do that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do that. Let's do a new stupid thing. Um, I have (laughs) I've made up uh, one single point on that, which is all I need to do. We have plenty of time. I just need to do that every week, and eventually, I'll I'll overcome him uh and uh win finally and then i'll invest in a championship belt that i will never give up right because i'll wait every time yep i'm getting absolutely. instagram ads for championship b- belts matt i want i want to custom championship <laughs> belts i'm getting instagram ads for them and every single time i see it i'm like oh that instagram they got my number they know i want custom championship belts they know i follow 45 wrestlers on instagram they know I they mean, know me they got gotcha. you they got me uh that's it for trivia. we can move on to our final segment segment every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. It's a part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, really watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. I need to I there's the whole all kinds of formatting problems with this thing. I need to fix it. That's good enough for now. I think. Maybe not.
2: What how good is this episode, Matt? I mean, you have brought me slightly around to it being better than I uh, thought it was at first. So uh, it's definitely out of the, the basement. I mean, uh, honestly, looking at some of these, like, what the hell does that I, mean?
0: I, I missed just... everything up. Don't, don't. You really messed it. Up I, I, can't see anything up. I don't know what I just did in that. Wait a second. <laughs> you filtered it. <laughs> there, there we go. I think it's better now. Yeah, now I need to f- fix it again. Okay okay i clicked on the the wrong thing i'm sorry i apologize yeah you were trying to filter my uh, my post golden years i'm under pressure all right we're recording i'm trying to do things two things at once my brain doesn't work like that
2: okay 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 so i'm looking at the early 300s like the 300 310 because below that you got episodes that are just kind of dumb and don't mean anything and just make me mad this episode didn't make me mad i was just kind of sad for the loss of potential so honestly i'm looking at like she used to be my girl uh, I mean, up above that, we've got, I think this is, this is better than seven beer snitch. So that's even higher than that. I mean, Romeo old and Julie really, really, um, I mean, honestly, I'm looking up at like, excuse me while I miss the sky at 278, and you know, kind of better than that. I mean, there's no Loch Ness monster, so it might <laughs> be up near
0: money. Camp not buy me love. I think it's better than like, yeah, it's nonsense, but I think it has, it has that root of a good core in it it puts it above all this and they weren't afraid to go with the sweet ending above all i mean that that right there kind of kicks it up a notch i think it it is i think it's like the better it's in that level of like oh enjoyable nonsense not good though you know it's it doesn't quite get too good it is just enjoyable nonsense um i'm gonna say let's see uh there's i would say let's see there's marge gamer is it number 264 I think Marge Gamer is better than this. I would agree. I would agree. I think um, Marge Gamer has enough in it to put it above this. Um, the really bad, the, the like the bad stuff in this weighs it down a little bit. Um, there is, thank God it's Doomsday. Another one that has a, a lot of nonsense in it, but not a terrible, conce- also a little bit of a weird okay. high premise thing with, you know.
2: It's, right, right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm I, I would compare this to I annoyed Gruntbot, which is 268. In that it has a weird premise, but at the core, it's kind of a sweet story. Uh, and I think that one is slightly better than this one, just because it makes more sense overall.
0: Yeah, I think I Even annoyed Gruntbot. Even if you do have Homer getting almost killed at the end, I annoyed Gruntbot is better. I mean, he almost gets killed at the end of this one too. To be fair. Uh, I annoyed Gruntbot is funnier because uh, it has a joke where Homer runs around without his pants on, I think, right? Or is that the bear suit one? No, that's the bear suit one. What am I thinking about with this? Does he get pantsless in this, too? Or he gets stabbed in the butt? The I annoyed Gruntbot? That's where he pretends to be the robot to fight. Yeah, uh... does he go... Do we get Homer butt in this episode?
2: Uh, Yes, Bart goes to look at the the robot.
0: He opens a, a flap in the back, and it's just Homer's butt. That's i'm just a sucker for it you know the stupid just just a big just dumb. You really are (laughs) right it's stupid but it makes me laugh i don't know um i think this is right below i would put this right below i annoyed your thought i think it is better than the star is born again it's certainly better than simpsons bible stories oh for sure yeah so that's okay with you man that works for me okay so that's a new number 269 uh on our list is eternal moonshine why on earth would it not what okay I don't know why things format the way they do. It's really annoying sometimes. God almighty, there's so <laughs> many Simpsons episodes, man. Why are there so many?
2: <laughs> because no one ever told them they could only make ten episodes a season instead of twenty-four.
0: I looked at the I like every time I look at this list I'm like, wait a minute. We've done three there's three hundred and eighty six episodes on this list. This doesn't even count the three SR episodes. Like, what happened? Um that's the journal who shot Simpson Mine. It's number two six nine on the list right below. I Grump Grumpot, right above A Star is Born Again. It is a new number seventy-nine on the post golden years ranking number one in on the list is still homer's enemy last place is still co dependence day which may never be beaten because it is real bad um our next episode matt e pluribus wiggum oh is this one where ralph runs for president um yes well a pr- he runs he's a he's in the primary right yeah 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 <sighs> <laughs> that's next time hmm ralph runs for president guys he's an eight-year-old little dumb kid and he runs for, runs for president i'm sure that'll be good that'll be a good episode, right matt? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
2: yeah yeah guys i'm not alive next uh next week
0: um <laughs> <laughs> sorry in a debate sorry uh there is one thing we need to do matt before we we, we wrap up this episode One very important question we need to answer in that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The
1: cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon!
0: I think it stays.
2: I think so, too, because honestly, there's nothing really bad about this. It's just not
0: very well executed. Yeah, it has enough. Ultimately, to me, it's like a balance of, like, you know, a scale of, does the good ultimately outweigh the bad? Is there enough in here that is worth talking about later on down the road yeah i think i think there is uh so it stays we do not fire the cannon today and that every day every time i record that i don't fire the cannon that means it's a good day that's what that means indeed i didn't know if you knew that or not but that's what means. i i did know that okay what am i okay i'm trying to i think my brain is, is dying in i mean that inside to i guess it's it's a matter of time um, you can find this list on our website. It's the simpsonshow.com. Uh, it has been really frustrating me the past couple of weeks. And I had to uh, mess with uh, the, all the stuff behind the scenes to, just to make it work. So it looks kind of janky at the moment. But it's working. So don't worry about it if it looks janky. It works. And you can still find the episodes you want to find. Um, everything else is there still. Um, if it doesn't work, first reload it. I've been, I'm really having trouble with WordPress backend. Um no so, annoying. Um this list, links to our Twitter, to our Patreon, obviously, if you want to help support the show, really appreciate that. and link to our RSS feed. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com, which has links to all the things I do online, including my novels. I can't just say my horror novels anymore because my newest, the one coming out in a week from when this episode comes out. It's called Burial. It's a post apocalyptic revenge western about a lady gunslinger seeking revenge. But not any normal revenge. The deepest, darkest revenge of the man who wronged her by burying him in a radioactive hellscape, ensuring he gets sent to the darkest, deepest hell. Uh it's uh, my best book yet. You should pre-order it if you're in this in time. If you ha- if you're not, just go buy it. Uh it's more approachable than my horror novels because it's not filled with uh, you know, spooky, scary stuff. It's just about you know, a woman trying to reclaim something she's lost. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find it.
2: That's true, but uh, I am uh, one of the main photographers behind Kitten Turns on Instagram, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. And guys, if you have not seen these kittens, they will they will ruin the rest of your day because you'll, you'll be begging me for more pictures of them because they are so incredibly cute. Not great at eating, but really good at being cute. So check them out, and if you're in the area you can uh you can capture one of them. You just have to have the right pokeballs
0: i uh, I have just one simple question about the kitten turns instagram hmm uh there that there was kitten turn <laughs> what robbie eh, it's not a kitten are you sure
2: i mean I, I i mean she's probably closer to a mama cat quite frankly, but you know
0: she's not a cat at all that's a that's uh that's a that's a, one of them opossums.
2: Are you? I mean, I thought a possum was just a breed of cat.
0: All right, I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. And keep watching us.